0: But racing for your country, and with your brother there as well, it is just unbelievable.
1: That was multiple British and European surf Ironman champion George Haynes, and this is the Woody Cast. <laughs> Okay, Georgie, uh, mate, welcome to Aquasport HQ, first of the WoodyCast, uh, your first guest. Uh, what do you think about that? Amazing, mate. I'm looking forward to it, seeing where we go with the Woody cast. <laughs> it's uh, it's absolute honour to have you here. You're the first, the first guest I picked because particularly in our sport, you know, you've been, well, since I've been in the UK about 10 years now, you've been the dominant guy. So I think it's natural that you're the first guest to have here, so, it's, okay. so welcome to back down to Newquay, and I'd, I was just trying to think the other day, you know, like, when, when did I actually meet you? And I can't actually think when I, when I oh. did, but I remember I, was, um, I went to the uh, 2009 Nationals at Gilly, and I'd set up, I initially came over here, you know, in the summer of 2009 to just have a bit of a look at the scene and just thinking, I, you know, I was going to move over here, but I wasn't really sure what I was going to do, you know, and, uh, and I remember I was at, uh, I was at Bennett Surfboards and in Brookvale in Sydney, before I came over and just when I was in there the phone rang and it was it was Jack Colwell's mum. Oh yeah. And she just at a random had oh, rung yeah. Bennett surfboards and said, Oh, you know, I want to get a hold of a Bennett Nipperboard for Jack and uh and the office girl said, Oh, Woody, do you wanna take over a nipperboard? I've got a lady over there who wants to buy one, she's at poor you know and I went, Oh sweet, I'll do that, you know. Oh, so yeah. I ended up bringing over a couple of boards. I still remember it. Jack's board was a camo, a camo nipper board. And, uh, but I bought another one over, and uh, Dom Goodman's old man just snapped it up. At that, at that stage, everyone was paddling green sticks. Yeah, yeah. There was a few circle ones and that sort of stuff. Yeah, but, uh, so you know, I remember I sold it to Dom and at, 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 the, at, the, at the Nationals, which was a few weeks later at Gilly in the dead flat water, obviously. Mm. Dom had been... Yeah, every year he'd it he would come up against Angus from Newquay, Angus Scottney, yeah, who was, was a yeah. seriously talented young kid, you yeah, know. He was, yeah. And he'd never beaten him that year. I'm watching in the board race, Dom, because obviously with the with the Bennett board it had extra volume to it. Yeah, yeah. Just paddled Angus off his wash and won won the board and won the Golden Nipper, and he'd never won either of those races, you yeah. know. So um, that was that was that was my mem- first real but surf first, car i have been to over there, you know. Really and like, uh, but just getting on to you, I watched Charlie race there. Oh, yeah. And he was he was smashing it. Yeah. And James Carpenter's old oh, man, Paul, he comes up beside me. He didn't know me, he just knew I was hanging around, I was an Aussie. And he, he said to me, um, oh, you yeah, know, Char- the the one to see is George, Charlie's brother, you know, he's the man, you know, and I went, Oh, okay, yeah, but but I don't I don't recall seeing you at those championships. So were you yeah. were you too old for them at that stage? Because it was there was nipper and there was youth like they do now, um, but I didn't see you there.
0: Yeah, the two thousand and nine one was actually my first individual win, I think, um, in, in nationals. Is in the Ironman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can At made. what age were you then? And I was nineteen, oh. so I was in the 18- no, So I was I was eighteen racing the, the under-19s, yeah, and it was the Ironman I won, right. and, and that was purely because Lewis Rosewell went the wrong way, so I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really up there, I was just trying to think, I might have got a third in the swim, but that was my first individual sort of win, was, yeah, the Ironman, Lewis was, last leg was bored, no, sorry, second to last leg was bored, and Lewis was in front, and he started paddling to the wrong way, and so I thought, I'm not gonna tell me, I'm gonna keep going and yeah, I yeah. did I did shout him over but um and then he just jumped on my tail and then obviously it's flat so it's really hard to go past someone. And then the ski was the last last leg and he just couldn't get around me and he was a better ski padded than me, but and that was my first my first win and it was the first time I beat Lewis. He beat me before. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that yeah, Lewis reminds me of it. That's like, the first time I, <laughs> yeah. I ever beat him and um, Yeah, it was class.
1: Yeah, that was that was the start, mate. That was oh. the start that, that yeah. yeah. But so we're where did it all start for you though what what age and how did you get involved with Portreath and nippers
0: Yeah I was um, a bit older actually I was about 12 13 um and I was just swimming
1: at Canberra swimming club
0: and a few people you know every summer people would be talking about surf life saving and I sort of just ignored it and and then one year a good friend of mine Luke Curtis um sort of said oh do you fancy join up together and I was like yeah yeah for sure let's just
1: try it See what, see what everyone's talking about. See, so I'm um, surprised by that. I, I obviously didn't know. And yeah. I just absolutely assumed that from day one, you were down there. Yeah, no. And you were riven it no, up. No, no. I was about 12, 30. I was a nipper junior, I think.
0: Right. Yeah, so I was a bit older. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, he said about going to Portreith. And a few people from our swimming club was at Hale and, and St. Ives. And then a, cl- a few close people we were with, was, um, who we were friends with, were at St. Ives like johnny stewart uh, jackson warner sarah rowe so i was keen to go to st ives but mum wouldn't let me go to nice because of the distance so we had to go to Portree, and i didn't really know anyone at Portree. but
1: um so your parents had no connection with Portree? no no right. no
0: we're sort of brand new into it wow. and
1: um yeah brand new into it and um anyway i got
0: there and it was a pretty good group i had in my age group we had about five or six really talented girls Younger girls, but their parents were quite heavily involved with the surf club. And, um, and then we, uh, I met Warren Chastrail, who's a you know, British lifesaving legend now, an Australian gold medalist, uh, silver medalist, sorry, in the flags. In um, but yeah, I had a good little group of
1: us. Um, and t- t- did your blonde-haired, rat little brother, did he go with you at that stage? No, no, he wasn't. Right. He was
0: still sort of swimming. He was sort of around the beach because I was going, but he wasn't involved. He was yeah. still pretty young. Um, he wasn't really. Old. I don't think he was old enough actually to join up. But but I was mean I was personally I was terrible. I I didn't understand any of it. Like I, I was a swimmer. My background was swimming, so I'd always do all the swim events. But my, my board of ski, I just didn't understand. So you it. hadn't been a surfer at all. No, not really. No, no. I, I did a little bit of surfing. But but no, I just I couldn't understand board paddling and on your knees. I didn't get didn't get any of it. The technique, malarkey was just. Was, everything was just hurting.
1: Oh. It was constantly falling off. So you didn't start on Nipper boards. You didn't. went straight to like ten six?
0: No, we, no, because I was nipper junior. I was nipper junior. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was nipper junior. Okay. So we did a little bit of nipper boards. And then yep. the the blue ones with the handles. There was yeah. no like other boards. Um like there is now. But and then the yeah, the ten foot six boards were just weird. Didn't understand, it kept falling off. Um so I'd stay lying down, but I was yeah, shocking at the back. And then ski as well. The ski came along and that was just Mind blown! I just didn't understand how people could sit on these things, which are so narrow, while steering it with your feet, with a paddle in your hand. You know, in Portrief, which is the choppiest place of all time, in that little cauldron,
1: it's side bounces off everything. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: I just didn't didn't get it. So, who
1: was who was running the show down there then?
0: That's well, you know, people probably tell me I was wrong, but at that sort of stage, there was a lot of just sort of parent coaches. Rob Phillips was quite heavily involved, but he was the chairman, cleaner dustbin man he was doing everything coach he was just yeah. the main man so he was doing lots of coaching um but a lot of the older boys sort of took the sessions like I see, like David Green Tim Woodashauvin you know the older fellas were doing a lot of the sessions Simon Garbett. um and then as I got a bit older Andrew Mutley Young Mutley um sort of took on as like the head coach role um so he sort of took on a few sessions uh, but there's no sort of designated coach when I first sort of started, and then as I got a bit older, Chris Hewitt came involved, got involved quite heavily, and um, was sort of with the youth section. Yeah, Andrew Young then took on sort of open sort of coaching role. But I, personally, I didn't think there was a, a head head coach um, until I got a bit older.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, from my own experience here, I remember like you know when you look at two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and I started obviously coaching some of the younger kids at Nuki, you know, Maya Garner yeah, and, yeah. and Jazzman and those guys. And I could distinctly remember them wanting to sort of start training in about, you know, May. Yeah, yeah. And I used to yeah. sort of say to them, you know, I used to remember pulling the parents and saying, listen, guys, I train harder than, you, than these guys, you know, yeah. like this is ridiculous. you got, "You got a four-month season here. Yeah, yeah. It Was it was a bit like that where uh, you really uh, only absolutely. got in the water? When in, I first started
0: Nipper Juniors, it was... I think personally it was it was June, July, August. That was surf life saving. The rest of the year was swimming, for me anyway. Um there and there was no talk of surf life saving, um, over the other years. There was the still water competition, which you'd do a little bit of pool training for, but you know, when I first started I don't remember doing much pool sort of training with the mannequins and but but yeah, now wow, now it's like a completely it's it's a sport now, you know, where before it was more of just like a a summer hobby. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, the kids are more I mean, as I again back back to the conversations I'd had with certain parents saying, kids are doing five different sports, yeah. and they're doing them all mediocre. Yeah. So, yeah. guys, let's let's get rid of four mediocre sports oh. and let's try and produce one decent sport. You yeah, know, completely. and that's and that's yeah. and now it seems to be gaining momentum. And yeah. as you know from our squads and your own squads, it's we're now ten months training, not yeah, four months yeah, training. You know, it. and yeah. and I think. I think internationally, certainly on a European level, it, you can see the fruits of that. Yeah, um, oh definitely. I think the young guys now coming through. Yeah. yeah. Look at the last European youth, and even the one before that was—they're starting to really get a whole heap yeah. of medals. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's yeah. about—it's about sort of moving that on to the to the world stage. you know? Yeah. So yeah. We can chat about that one as we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, what equipment were you using back in
0: the, back back oh, in the stadium? What was I using? We're Just using club boards, we had this. I had this, we had this really I mean, no good, one had their own kit, did no, they? we didn't. Everything was club, everything was club board. Um, wow, wow, we say that actually. When I, when I first started, there was a fair few club boards around, and they were okay. I think a lot of the older sort of guys had their own boards, a lot was sort of imported from Australia. There was the odd cracker, old school, like real nice, sort of shaped crackers, and yeah, that was about it. Really, there's a few sort of dolphins kicking around from the older guys when they went to. Yeah, the guys that
1: maybe even the guys that have been to Aussie and that yeah, exactly. stuff that yeah. yeah but yeah.
0: there wasn't one board I always used. I don't even know what make it was. It was called the Corey. I remember that. It was the only board with a soap dish, like a right. handle, a carry yeah, handle yeah, in yeah. it. It was the only board in the club which had a carry handle. Yeah. So everybody would try and shotgun it. You know, but sometimes you get there early, you try and shotgun it and and then it wasn't long until I was, you know, I was going home to mum and dad saying, you know, I need I need my own board if you know, I want to carry it on. I love the sport at the minute and you know this, this one massive unit I remember kept grabbing the Corey. This guy was huge. Like yeah I can't say his name but it was massive. To take him down. On I mean, honestly there's one time at the pool, I he was part of our swimming club, he wedgied he wedged this guy, right, and hung him by his wedgie on the peg, right? And I'm watching this guy get hung. He was like twelve at the time this guy. The guy who's getting hung was like nineteen like I'm not joking, he's massive. He's an absolute <laughs> unit. And every time I get to the club, I just see him waiting for the, the gear store to be open to grab the corey, right? And I was like, you're going to have the corey, mate. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to challenge you. So I'll tell I think a few times about this story. And so I think she felt bad. So she was like, right, Simon, we need to get Georgia board. We need to get Georgia board. So now I've got a brand new Gatesford, then, um, this red thing with this lightning bolt on the front. Um, and then the ski, obviously I need a ski. The club had a few skis, but, you know, they're all too long. There was, there was no adjustables back then. So the legend Rachel Pasco was selling one, this red and white thing. And at the time, she was sponsored by the Zone nightclub. So, and, you know, had many Thursdays, Saturday nights there. And um, it was sticking right up with Zone, and I was like, that's gotta be the ski for me. Didn't fit, but it made it fit, you know, because it was yeah, yeah. Zone sticking up. Um, but again, mum and dad were reluctant to sort of buy me that, but we, yeah, we did get it in the end. But I was, well, how old was I now? I was about... 18 when that sort of happened so oh. you know many years just using. So Colm- you weren't winning at that stage. Oh no, no! My, like I said, my first
1: win win was that Ironman race in in Falmouth in 2009. So let's wind back a few years, right? So you're a swimmer. Yeah. Right. Was it? It was it? Any other sports? Like, see, I thought you were a, was a, was a young guy. You know, yeah. you get a lot of young guys. They just. They smash it in in four or five sports, you yeah, know, and they're just yeah. naturally talented, was that?
0: I would like to say I was pretty naturally talented. Right. In school we did a lot of we did a lot of football. Yeah. Played a lot of football. In primary school, at, like football was life in primary school. Was, um, yeah, I was a massive football fan. We did really well at school it was football. Went to secondary school and then, you know, I was a of secondary school, so it was rugby. Rugby was just, you know, pushed into the kids. Which was is, which is wicked, which is fine. Like I loved I loved all sports, so rugby was, was good. I was the second choice scrum half though, in school, um, and I was really small. I was really small. I didn't grow for a long time. I didn't sort of hit puberty till I was like late nineteen. It was really weird. Um, but I was the second choice scrum half in school, and uh, you know the first choice scrum half was class. But he just kept getting injured from the weekend games, so I keep ending up playing rugby and just I just get smashed around and. I was terrible at rugby, so my confidence sort of hit, hit bottom. So uh,
1: surf, surf life, so, did you get many results this, in the pool at all? In swimming? or yeah, national, yeah, did we go in, national? No, no. no. Okay. I did
0: um, Western Counties. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, what, what was your best event? Uh, what was I the best event? Fly. Fly and backstroke are my sort of disciplines. Um, I did fly because no one else did fly. And I loved winning. And I love getting doing right. So you get on the block, and there'll be five people in Cornwall doing the two hundred fly in the under
1: thirteens. You know, so yeah, and fly. like I've known you obviously from taking you to World Championships and European yeah. Championships, etc. I've always considered you to be, unlike well, some some others that are, that I've been around. Yeah, I've always considered you totally up for the competitive fight. Yeah, yeah. Were, were you always like that?
0: Yeah, very competitive. Yeah. I... You know, a lot of people now sort of think that I might not be as competitive. You know, I'm on the line; nothing really matters. But well, yeah, when it when it fully comes to it, it's um, it really matters. It's all or nothing. Yeah, and yeah. so it's always been that way. It's always your... been that way. I've yeah. always been really competitive. Yeah, I hate losing. I hate and
1: be... at what age were you when you decided um, that you the surf lifesaving was going to be the sport? Yeah, and, and and where and and like what what did you focus? Did you did you ever say to yourself? You know, I want to be Iron Man champion of the world, or do I want to be—I want to be this, you know—and that's what I'm going to aim for. I don't
0: know, actually. Yeah. I think just like when you when you're winning, like when you're doing well at a few events. So swimming, like because I was quite short, it took me a while to sort of grow. I wasn't really winning. The, I was doing alright swimming back in the day. And then there was a sort of spell where I was a bit of a, you know, that transition where I wasn't really good at swimming anymore. Surf Life Saving started to take shape a bit more. sort of was doing all right, top five in a few national races. Uh, and and I was sort of enjo- enjoying Surf Life Saving well you know, be at the beach with your mates and surf. So then I slowly started to tilt towards Surf Life Saving. And then because of that commitment, I started getting some, some of the results. And I thought, you know what, well, you know, I'm, I prefer surf by saving. I'm doing better in surf by saving than swimming. I'll start doing that. I reckon I was about sort of 17, 16, 17 when I sort of thought surf by saving is going to be the sport I'll focus more so on,
1: and then the swimming sort of took a back seat. And so, how many? Give us an idea of your of your training week. Like, how many swim sessions? How many oh. board sessions? How many ski sessions were you doing
0: when I was what? When I was sort of 17, yeah, you, when you started to really yeah. ramp it up. You know. um, well, the summer. It was the, In the summer, it was every night. It was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, we'd be down the beach doing something. Yeah, there wasn't really much of like a routine. It was sort of junior night on a Tuesday. But it wasn't, was
1: it a structured programme for you?
0: or No. It was no. super
1: hit and miss. It was and super,
0: just, yeah. Yep. But I was committed. I was. Yep. Mum and Dad were always really good at, in their routine, they would drop me down to the beach straight after school and I would hang out down the surf go with my mates. Yep. And then at 6.30, there was some sort of session on by, by someone, whether it was someone who was training or, or like a natural coach there was something on yeah um but i was always committed
1: you know i was i was there every single night of the week so when was your first uh gbr selection was that a, was that a youth europeans yeah youth and where was uh, that that was in a, a lake was that like in germany in the uh, netherlands that netherlands, was in netherlands right. yeah and i
0: was what was I then? 18 oh, no i don't i must have been 19 Well oh, 18, 19 and how did was, that, how did that go uh what did i get on that um i think i got fourth in the board Everyone's saying that we'll you know, we'll get one, two on the board because all the other European countries... Yeah, and the German won that, didn't he? No. Um, Lewis won that. Lewis right. won that. Right. And then it was um, an Italian... No, then James Bunny was saying... It's three in, per event. Then James right. Bunny got second. An Italian came flying past me, lying down like a freak. Right. He got third and then I got fourth. And everyone sort of looked at me like, what? We should be getting one, two, three in that. Like, why is there an Italian bloke beating you? It was dead flat, and then there was a run some run, and I think I got third in the run some run. You know, that was like my first sort of international. Did that medal. with the
1: appetite though? From that point on, yeah, a
0: little bit. Yeah, it was just amazing to go away with your your mates with a GB trip, like a you know, sporting competition. Um, yeah, it's just a, yeah, I had a massive buzz after that. It was just amazing.
1: And from a training perspective, after that, did that did that change yes, def- what you did? Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was it. Then it was it was routine more. It was more sort of being a bit more, you know, messaging the fellas, the older fellas, saying, "Oh, what's on tonight?" And there was a bit more structure. Andrew Young, I think, was sort of the coach then, and he had a bit more sort of routine in the sessions. But but again, it, it wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not, not wasn't like Ski Monday, Tuesdays running and board, Wednesdays Ironman. You know, it was it was still a bit like oh. It's quite choppy today. We'll pack some runners on the ski. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it, yeah, definitely, yeah, pumped up a little bit.
1: And so the next big competition from you was uh, World Championships in Egypt, 2013. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. yeah, that was a big one, yeah. Made a 13th in the Ironman final. I've had a bit of a look Good at, research, yeah. I've had a look at your results right. at Worlds since right. since I've known you. Right, okay, yeah. And... Yeah. Um, so no, you were thirteenth in thirteenth in Egypt, <laughs> yeah. And then we, we obviously I took you guys down to Adelaide in 2012, and you okay. were eighth, huh? yeah. And then in uh, 2014 in Montpellier you were sixth, yeah. So it's trending the yeah. right way, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Nord you were seventh, <gasps> and obviously you didn't go to Adelaide recently. No, yeah. Um, sixth. So it was trending the right way, you know. Yeah. And I think, well, what's Let's take ourselves between those years, yeah. like after Egypt, obviously, that was obviously your first time on the world stage. Yeah, that's 2010, yeah? 2010 it? in Egypt, so... so was that? My,
0: I think that, that might have been my first year away was, in Australia, maybe, I might have gone away... Right. Yeah, so I think I've gone, after that, world I've come home, yep. and then I've gone to Australia, yeah, for the first time, I'm pretty sure, with two mates of mine, Craig Salamoni and a swimmer called Jack Middleton and he was sort of um and about the surf club sort of scene so I thought, you know, I'll, I'll take him with me and try and, the three of us will just sort of go to Australia and see if we, um, can get anything out of it, you know. And, and what, where'd you go then? We went, we went to, we were inspired by David Green, he went to the Gold Coast and went to North Burley and, you know, we knew nothing of it. Like, really, David Green went, I think about four years before that so nobody, we didn't really hear of anyone sort of going before then. So I feel like, you know, in my sort of generation, we're the f- sort of first lot to start that sort of trend almost. Like me and Craig and Jack went over. And it was horrible, mate. We just, it, the first month was just really hard. Like nobody was really that welcoming. We had to sort of like, luckily we knew a bloke who came over to Cornwall and to, did, a, did a few races called Casey. and He was great. He sort of let us in his unit for a bit, but then he had to rent it out to another family or something. So we had to look for somewhere and, the estate agent was really hard to find somewhere. Really, really difficult to find somewhere. And eventually... Well,
1: somewhere on the Goldie's pretty pretty many. Oh, anyway. yeah,
0: yeah. And the surf clubs weren't, you know, massively helping us out. So yeah. me and my mate Jack, we went to an estate agent and we found this two-bedroom unit. That was classic. And um, You guys working over there? We weren't working, though. No. We had a holiday visa. You know, the parents were helping us out. And, um, you yeah, know, we've got this two-bedroom unit and it, the sort of trend kicked on that you know, these British guys have got this house. So more and more people sort of flooding in the, in the door. There's a stage, I think we had about 11 of us sleeping in a two bedroom unit, right? And it was classic. We had the estate agent coming over. George, you in there? You in there? And I sort of get, like, get everyone to hide around the curtains and the door and I'd walk out and I'm like, all right. so yeah, we, we're having complaints that you're having more people than, than three people staying here. No, no, no way! Like there's only three of us: me, Jack, and my mate Craig. And Craig's in the window. Hello. Uh, she would leave, and everyone would sort of come up the, the woodwork, and yeah, a stay. I think it was eleven was the most. My only last about a month, but nine was usually nine. Nine of us are in there, but we went all surf club. There's a few people just travelling around, and they liked the Gold Coast, so they stayed with us because we had somewhere to stay. Because it was really hard. It was really hard to find somewhere. You know, that and was the North Burley Club. And that was North Burley Club. So that, stuff, that's your yeah.
1: intro to structured sessions, right? That, that was it. Two that, sessions a day, that whatever. Was just,
0: it was amazing. It, it was, it. yeah, every morning was swimming, either swimming at the pool at Miami or swimming at the, at the beach with swim runs. And then, yeah, ski Monday, board Tuesday, irons Wednesday, lake session Thursday. And it was just, yeah, it was amazing. It was, was mind blowing just seeing all these guys so focused in the sport. And, and doing it all year round, it was just, yeah, it was just amazing. And so
1: you've come back to the UK then, did you start to start to dominate from that point on?
0: Yeah, and then we saw, yeah, then me and Craig sort of came I've back. Because I've never
1: known the non-George yeah. domination, you yeah. know,
0: so. <laughs> well, yeah, we came back and then, yeah, I'm not sure the transition here was Andrew Muttley-Young. He was going back to Australia to live in Perth, where he's was from. And then I sort of just, took, and then I, my commitment was always there, I was always there training. And I'd rock up to sessions thinking, who's taking the session? Nobody really grabbed me by the horns. And I'd be like, right, I'll take a ski session. You know, then someone would rock up on a Tuesday to take the board session, so I'd just follow. And then I sort of thought, you know, I I like putting my little twist on it. Like, I'm thinking, why are we doing this? Why are we not doing this? Learning from, you know, North Burley. And and then I started, yeah, started taking on some more sessions. People, the older fellas would sort of rock rock up and be like, George, what's the session? They'd sort of allow me to sort of take some more sessions on. And that was it then. it sort of just stuck and... I
1: loved it I loved and who was the who was the GBR threat to you then at that stage uh, GBR threat um, so we the, I remember, remember the, the big tall physio from Woolacom. he was he was winning a few oh, Iron Robbie End. Sandbach yeah. Yeah. yeah he was pretty good so Nick
0: Thorne obviously Thorny, a yeah. legend of our yeah. sport but
1: he he was, a he was before sort of, you wasn't
0: he he was just before yeah he was sort of left Robbie was sort of obviously Nick Thorne and Robbie were quite big and then Robbie sort of stayed around a little bit and then I was just sort of Trying to get to Robbie, um,
1: Dan humble as well. Yep. Dan humble kept coming back that sort of time. Yep. Um I mean, you guys had big rivalry, but I'm um, his presence made you better. Oh, Dan humble. Yeah.
0: Oh, unbelievable! Like if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd have the same passion I would have for the sport as I do now. And my mum keeps reminding me of that. She absolutely adores Dan. She thinks he's done so much yep. for me, and he has. <clears throat> yep. He's a great bloke, and and he's he's helped he's helped I think sport in Britain really come on a little bit and a bit more competitive you know he's come and brought a bit of structure to it as well and um, so yeah Dan Dan's been a massive part of, of my career anyway And but Robbie Sandbach was so naturally talented it was amazing and he would always sort of win the Ironman races I think the first time I beat Robbie um, I think it was at Polzeth it was like National was at Polzeth one year I think Robbie actually came third in the Ironman that year I think Matt Hewitt beat him on a Run the beach as well. Um, I think that was the first time I, I beat him, and, and then from then he's just sort of hung up the speedos and and finished. Yeah, uh.
1: it's um, obviously you know from a from a world perspective, it's, it seems it seems quite constant. You know that eight, seven, six, and I'm, I'm yeah. focusing on yeah. the Ironman. You know yeah, because yeah. I think that was your. Yeah, I mean of all the events you wanted to do, that was yeah. if yeah. I had to give you a win, yeah, you'd take an Ironman yeah. win, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I think yeah. from um, <laughs> Like I say, when I when I took you guys away, and I was always I always made you captain for a start because I knew you were the guy to lead from the front, and I knew you were you wanted to win, and I knew you wanted to toe the line, and and I knew you wanted to fight, and that's and all that, and to me that was super important because you know, people needed we needed to see someone do that, you know, and I think yeah. to drag one else along. Yeah, yeah. But from on that, well, I know European wise, I've been with you, and there's been some unreal moments you know i think nordwick in uh nordwick in 2013 was was an interesting competition it was i think that was your second european championships as a senior yeah yeah and yeah. it was a, it was a it was a different event because it they'd uh for some reason made changes to it That was right the there, was no ski, the iron- there was no ski there yeah. was no iron man yes, so you were limited to board race and run, uh, and run to run yeah. which took the place of the surf race yeah it was a Crazy day, remember? Like yeah. it was seriously choppy. Yeah. It was they were gonna cancel it at one stage and Yeah, that was right. To me, that was the best race I've ever seen from you. And be, and, and the reason being, it was that we'd had a we'd had a bit of a roll on that day, you know. Ellie had won the flags and she'd won the board and you guys had gone one, two, three in the board, yeah, you know, yeah. after Lewis had got a big runner on you <laughs> and Charlie uh, and Charlie got bronze yeah, as a was, seventeen year old or whatever. It was, yeah, and we needed. To, I think you and Lewis had won the board rescue, and so we yeah, suddenly like, we were starting yeah. to rack up gold yeah. medals, which I know from previous European championships that I'd seen. Yeah, yeah. There was just no chance we're winning five or six gold medals. Yeah, no yeah, chance. Yeah. So we had this massive roll going, and, and we came to the run to run, and and you were up against the big um, the big Irishman yeah, Bernie so, Kale. Yeah, yeah And yeah. he was in form. Yeah, and he yeah. was a swimmer. Yeah. you know, like he was, and it was super choppy and. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I said to you, George, we need, we need this one, you know. And I remember, remember Simon Warren, I, I said to Warnie before the race, listen, I said, I want you to smash it off the front in the run, right? Just, just set the pace as crazy as possible and just hopefully George can go and do the biz, you know. And Warnie's like, yeah, I can do that, Woody, that's cool. And Warnie's just <laughs> taken off like Usain Bolt and 200-meter run. By the time Warnie got to the water, he looked like Tom Bolt. And... But you, he, was, he was about halfway down the field, even yeah. though he sprinted. Yeah, yeah, you'd let it into the water. Yeah, just your heart rate would have been like seven hundred when you got in there, and it was like a long swim, wasn't it? it long was and it was choppy, a choppy swim, was, and yeah. the Irishman was within you know a metre of you the whole way. But you you did the business, yeah. and Charlie got I think fourth or whatever. Fourth. And I mean just... that to me that was just such an amazing performance because it, it it sort of book-ended this incredible day for us at yeah. the 80 European Championships and uh, yeah. I think it sort of set the stage for you for the next one when you've totally dominated yeah. in uh, Aberavon in yeah, Wales yeah. two years later, which, um, <laughs> so what do you think, what do you think was your best ever performance?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, that Run Some Run event was, has definitely been up there, definitely, without a doubt. Without I think that was like the, my, my first yeah, big, big win. Um, and there's lots of, like, sort of banter and, and stuff about the Irish app, so you're going to smash this race, and, you know, and I just thought, you know, he's he's an absolute unit. Yeah. He, you know, he just got top three or whatever was in the obstacle. You know, I did the obstacle the day before, I got 25th out of 30 or something, you know, I was thinking, I ain't got a chance. But it was a bit of a chop on, and and like you said, I said, you know, I was up there, I was in the mixer, I think I was sitting about third around the cans, and then a little wave came, and I managed to hold it really well, and... And I, and I was doing the sort of celebration, of the cup in the year, like sort of to say, "Listen, Irish, I've just done him. I couldn't believe it." Um, but then, like people weren't even like really cheering me on. That and they were was sort all of shouting behind. And from there, I looked sort of behind and, and saw like uh, Charlie absolutely motoring. Like, he was
1: like seventh out of the water. Yeah. And he like, if it, it had just, been another two hundred metres, he'd oh. have got a medal. So I was walking backwards, pacing
0: over the line, just watching this this finish. I didn't even think too much about my win. I was just. So like shocked with how Charlie was just running through the field, just taking one by one. And I thought, oh my god, he's going to get a medal here. He's going to get a medal. He was 16. He was 16 at the time, first open like GB thing. And he, I think he just got fourth. I like, just got tipped by the, the Italian. And that for me was was massive. You know, racing with your brother was was
1: unbelievable. Well, but, I mean, I, I actually made a note of that. That sometimes when we've watched you, in particular. If you go forward two years to Aberavon, when you won the Ironman, yeah. and, and then you turned and then you, you watched Charlie out sprint the big German Liam Kelly <laughs> yeah. to get bronze. Yeah. I mean, that was you were yeah. more excited about that yeah. than yeah. you were about the win. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah. it's special. Oh, it's, I, yeah, I think,
0: like you said before, I think my 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 best sort of race was was in Wales, um, was in um, was in Wales. The the Ironman and the board race for GB was just. You know, you're on your home turf. It, it was just, it was just amazing. Like, have Charlie on the podium with you in the Ironman race, and then having the national anthem being played, and and members of the public just walking. It was, it was such a nice day, and members of the public walking on the sort of beach road singing, the, singing the anthem, and it, for you, you know, for, just, just for you, it's just, it, it honestly, it's, it's absolutely spine tingling. I, I can't put into words what. How that feels, you know. it's Just think about it now. It's just, it's just like real emotion. I think that was was my my proudest sort of moment. And yeah, you're your an emotional sense. guy. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. had
1: lots. We, you know, we, we had the pre the pre um worlds and Europeans talks. You know, team talks and yeah. stuff. There's always a lot of
0: emotion there, isn't there?
1: Yeah. yeah. you're a proud guy, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, oh. proud. I mean, one of the things I've always said. I remember saying to people. George loves the Queen, you know. Like I'm an Aussie, you know. He's obviously out monarch, but we don't really, you know. I mean, a mum loves the Queen. Like, George loves the Queen, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, mate, racing for your, your country with your mates is just amazing. But racing for your country and with your brother there as well, it, it is just unbelievable. Mm. It, it really is unbelievable. And you know, we've Charlie and I have been very lucky to have so many moments where we race together. You know, not just for. GB and for the Queen, it's for, for your name as well and for your family, and it, it's
1: so special. It's, any regrets from the GBR career? I'm assuming your GBR career is finished, is it? Is it are you where are you at? Like, yeah, have you got any regrets yeah. at
0: all? Um, I'll be honest, I've haven't, I haven't got no regrets. I've had an unbelievable, you know, career. Um, yeah, to be continued, hopefully. But. Um, yeah no, absolutely not i there's not one not one thing i've I thought, oh I wish I did that or um yeah absolutely nothing. I've had an amazing career and I've always sort of stood by saying, you know no regrets, you know you've made that decision for a reason or whatever it is yeah. um no i i love to I love to have one more crack at the crack of the um, at the dice of the um Europeans issue in in Italy um but but at the minute I'm just loving my coaching. You know, I'm absolutely loving watching the kids, the kids coming coming through, and and, and coaching the guys who are still, like, still coaching, you know, like some Lewis Rosewell who's still well and truly still hungry for for more success. You know, I'm not sure what my brother's thinking at the minute. Doesn't seem like he's too focused because he's had such an amazing career since he was eight years old. You know, mm. um, but yeah. So for myself, I I don't know. One more year would be nice. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, but. Yeah.
1: So I just want to touch base on the on the on world championships like the yeah. European domination has been yeah. unreal. Yeah. I I don't think at I don't think at that level you yourself believe that you could win at that level or you know like yeah. individually. I don't oh, know. No. I, you tell me like I I know I know you were you raced really solid and you were you know super. Yeah. On it, you know, but I don't know, I just at the back of my mind, I don't know whether you sort of believed you could mix it with no. Eckstein and those guys, no. you know? No, you're
0: right, no, I, yeah, no, I thought, well champs, I'm, I'm looking for, if I get a top six or something, I, I always thought that, you know, I, yeah, I always thought, there's the two Aussies, there's the two Kiwis, and then there's a Safa somewhere, there's a French somewhere,
1: there's another Brit somewhere. Um, Is there anything you could have done differently to put yourself in that mix? See, I think you had the skills to do it. Yeah. You know, I think you had the. You're a big, tall guy. You're strong. You know, you you you're wanted. You're aggressive when you're. I think you had the tools. Yeah. Yeah. But whether yeah. or not it was the. Believe it or not, starting that's this sport when you're 13 or 14 or, what yeah. mate, it makes a difference. Yeah. To yeah. the to starting at five. Yeah. yeah you know, it yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. But what do you think?
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um. I I know. I like I said before. Um. There was never really, like, a certain sort of coach coaching me. You know, um, there, was no, there was nobody really who took me under their, under their wing. You know, like, you know, we've had loads of people with Paul Truth, who've been really supportive. You know, we've had your Rob Phillips, your Chris Hewitts. You, you know, you, you know your David Greens and stuff—they've been real supportive, but nobody really sort of took me under their wing and said, "Right, let's let's really give it a good crack. This is your structure. Yeah. This is what we're going to this do. This is the program. This is your program. This is your, this is your goal at the end of it." You know, yourself, you, you were really good, at sort of emailing and sort of saying, "You know, send me over your programs. Tell me what you're up to and, and what you're doing." But I never really, yeah, you know, I never really felt like I had that 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 coach. I went, you know, I went to New Zealand, and I went to South Africa, went to Australia, and you see that coach who takes those sort of um, those competitors, sort of under their wing, and really pushes them, and mm-hmm. really like guides mm-hmm. them in the right sort of sort yeah. right way, yeah. which has helped me massively as a coach. Because now I'm, I'm hoping that I'm doing that with some of our some of the kids at Portree. You know, I'm just really trying to hold on to them and, and, and push them in the right direction. Well, I think it's the right direction, but I'm, no one's really for myself pushed me. And there's a lot of sort of my own sort
1: of. I
0: think this is the right session. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do.
1: Yeah. Um, so, what advice would you give? Uh, you know, a twelve, thirteen-year-old now, yeah, to, that wants to focus on surf lifesaving. Is there any? What, what do you think? You know, what's your advice?
0: Um, com- commitment is is so important. You know, well, every single night, like especially in the sort of summer sort of months, I was at the beach every single night, and the training was first. You know. Parents' birthdays, granny's birthdays, friends' birthdays, whatever—you um, know, your own birthday—you'd go training, and then you'd do your granny's birthdays, your mum's birthday, whatever it was. <clears throat> Commitment, so I just think, is so important. Just, just, and finding that routine, that constant routine. Ski is on Monday, board is on Tuesday. But also, if you know, if you're really passionate about the sport, this sport, I think you need to, you need to find somebody who who wants to sort of push you as well as a person you can't do on your own you know you need that guidance and that support and that encouragement and um you need that one person to you know who, who really wants you to do well you know because you see it you see it in and australia the good guys they've got those people around them who are really passionate for them to do well so find find that person who works well for you it might be your dad it might be you know your, your club coach It might be somebody overseas who was really keen to push you on but try and find somebody and have that commitment and that routine throughout the whole whole year
1: yeah i agree i think that uh it's it's if you're going to get if you're going down to the beach and you and you've got to think up a session yeah it's not working for you it's not working it's um yeah, I think I think a structured program is ideal. It's like it's like you know going to the pool and making up your 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 program. It's just, it yeah. doesn't work. It works for like two days and then you, yeah. you, can't, do, you yeah. can't do it. You can't really do it. So Georgie mate, we're getting on with time. Um I wanna ask you uh some quick questions. Hopefully um we can uh, mate, what's your most memorable training session? Do you have one?
0: Um I like to forget all the training sessions, mate. Just clock them in but forget them. But um New Zealand I think was was my the most memorable one. Every Tuesday we do 2100s soft sand running off, oh, what was it, off 30 seconds or something ridiculous. But it wasn't soft sand, it was shells. It was just shells, mate, right? So your feet are spangled, right? Then you've been told to get in the change rooms, grab your board, and do 21s on the river, It's on the harbour. It's like flat as a pancake, no assistance. And it's one minute on, one minute off, times 20, on your knees, lying you lie down, you go on the, on the, on the harbour front and do 30 press-ups, wherever it was. But um, I remember the coach just—the coach knew I hated this session. My legs were burning. Is it from, spindles, or, Spindles. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible, mate. Right. So the the coach knew I hated the session after the run. So you walk over to the board, do your board. And my technique in the flat water is shocking, mate. Like you know, my hips are down, I'm flicking the water up. My board's not moving right; it's just bouncing. And um, he would be on my—he would be on his ski next to me, just hips up, hips up. You know, don't flick back. Push the water back. Constantly, in my ear, constantly. Oh, my God, mate, honestly, the things I'd do to him. Um, yeah, but and that it was, was just, every week? That, and that was every Tuesday. Yeah, right. So I'd try and sort of like, you know, hide at the back, get on a chick's wash. But, you know, it would always be on my own water, on, in my own water, spindles and make sure of it. But that was hideous every Tuesday.
1: Now, who's your best ever teammate?
0: Best ever teammate, uh, you know, you're having your brother, it was, it was amazing, but he would very regularly trained you know he'd always be just catching bombs and surfing on the harbour wall uh dan humble was is, has been amazing for me he's really pushed me on and he's sort of given me the support but i'd say pole position is, is probably lewis rosewell since he's came down from wales he's been a breath fresh air for, for me always keen to train um we're always real close in training luckily i'm nine foot taller than him so i've always had the you know, just to start on him or something. Unless it was high tide. If yeah. it wasn't
1: surf life, say,
0: what other sport would you have loved to have done? Football. Love to play football. I'm, I'm playing football at the minute for Red Roof United, it's the mighty Reds, mate. So. What position? Centre mid. I'm running, pulling the strings, mate. i have just been signed for the firsts. I was in the reserves for the eight games. Lost all eight. So they obviously saw potential on me after losing every single game. Oh, if you game.
1: need an Australian striker, just give me a yell. Well, we, yeah, we need people. Yeah. Dream job.
0: What is it? Arsenal Football Club management. I've got a pretty good gig at the minute. To be fair, I work at the minute with special educational needs kids, and and the kids are absolute bonkers. The staff are bonkers, um, and I'm an outdoor education instructor. So, you know, I'm outdoors all the time—surfing, biking. That's um, oh, class. It's, yeah. it's a real good gig. Yeah. Favorite sports person? Oh, I've got loads of sports people. Like oh, Johnny Wilkinson. Oh, amazing. Um, you know, Shannon Eckstein and our sport is just the greatest of all time. But I personally think um, Charlie Ains, um, Adam Peaty, Andy Murray, Serena Williams. Uh, I love sport. Brexit. I vote Remain. I hate Theresa May. Move on.
1: <laughs> if you can work it out, can you let me know? <laughs> Mate, I think that's about it. I think we've covered a whole heap of ground uh Is there anything anything you want to add and uh, maybe is there anywhere if if you know the young kids i don't know if anyone will listen to this maybe my mum will i don't think she'll email you but um, <laughs> is there uh if, if any young kids out there or any parents have any questions about training or coaching or something oh, mate, you, are you okay for them to absolutely what's well? oh, the best way for them to reach you
0: Facebook if you can just find on facebook um if not just through Paul Trief's sort of website. Um, I'm the head coach of Paul Treeth now at the minute, so. But I'm, you know, I say that, but I'm so open. I love the sport, love it. Um, any questions or any queries or any help with technique or anything, if I can, I'll, I'll, I can be an assistance. but um, yeah, I'm more than happy to help out. What I do want to say, Woody, is how much of, I think, of an inspiration you've been as well to sport like, mate, honestly, I think it's been, it has been amazing, like, you know, with the with the equipment that's been brought in from it, uh, the sport was, like you said, when you first started, it was a two-month sport, and I think from the likes of yourself, you know, bringing in those BRTs to start with, then the Crackers, now making your own boards, and honestly, mate, for the sport in general, I, I think a massive thank you is in order to you, and, and bringing your passion to the sport it has been amazing. And, cool. And a huge thanks to, like, the, yeah the GB stuff, the captain stuff. Again, your support, mate, has really helped me personally.
1: George, a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for coming along. You're a legend, mate. Thank you, mate. Take care, buddy.